Hey everyone, Joey here from the Brothers Grimm. We're going to have some new episodes coming to you real soon. But until then, if you listen to the very end of our episodes, you'll know that we record all our podcasts at Starscream Studio. Grayson, the owner and engineer at Starscream and one of our oldest friends, just released his own podcast called Top Tendies. It's a fun show, all about top 10 lists, while discussing, rating, and feasting on chicken tendies. Topics range from newly released films to wrestling moves and everything in between. We're going to give you a special listen to the show, and if you like what you hear, subscribe to Top Tendies wherever you listen to podcasts. Hope you enjoy. Let's just keep moving on up. Our number nine winner for the day is also a winner for the double dip category. And you dipped again. And so now, just to remind our fans and listeners out there, the double dip is an experienced performance that takes such an impact. you got to stop what you're doing and relive that moment right now. What is our number nine for today? Our number nine is a little song known as Baby Shark. Ugh. Ugh. Grayson, I, I hear some trepidation there. It's definitely a no for me, dog. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I, the Baby Shark, oh, it's... Oh, it's it is a cult phenomena, cultural viral hit, uh, earworm, yeah. as, as you were t- telling me earlier. Uh, it's, oh, it's such an obnoxious song. If you've never heard Baby Shark, I don't know what rock you're don't, living under don't Google it. <laughs> in the deep ocean, but Baby Shark is a children's song about a family of sharks. Yes. Uh, Baby Shark, Mommy Shark, Daddy Shark. It's a, a campfire song where you repeat things over and over again. I think, and I think that might be my least favorite part of the song. Like, Mama Shark. Okay, that's fine. Do, 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 like, uh, <laughs> it'll just like grates on me. I don't know why. The first time I ever heard it, I think was like a parent was singing it to their child, and I'm like, what horrific nightmare song has this parent come up with? Oh, it's okay, yeah, just I, for me. And totally. I don't really remember where I first heard the song, but when it really was on my radar was. Leading up to the World Series when mm. the Washington Nationals were getting ready to play the lying, cheating, sign-stealing Houston Astros. Okay. And uh, Geraldo Parra, I hope I'm not butchering the name, but I remember he used that as his walk-up theme music. How Ooh. If you're from Atlanta, <laughs> A you, walk-up music. you know Brian McCann, put your hands up and they stay, stay there. there. Chipper Jones with Ozzy Osbourne coming aye, up. Aye, aye. I mean, it's a it's a something that sets you off, gets you ready. And this mm-hmm. guy's using Baby Shark, but it became a phenomenon for the Nationals at least. The whole DC area is loving it. They they ride this all the way to the World Series. They're playing the Astros. Mm. The Nationals win the World Series. They go all the way to the White House, and the Marine Band plays Baby Shark for him. Mm, okay. Now, okay. this this is very popular, and the reason this wins our double dip of the week is because this video, the original video, Grayson, can you just give me a guesstimate on how many times you think this, the original video itself, currently has been viewed on YouTube? A uh, hundred million. hundred million. Not exactly. 7.6 billion views. Oh, my gosh. 7.6 billion. Billion with a B. Jeez. So this is being watched and rewatched and rewatched, and is why Baby Shark at number nine is our double dip winner oh, of the week. Man, oh man. People were watching it and then watching it again immediately. That's insane. Ugh. Well, I think that's about all the time I have or want to speak about Baby Shark. I so understand. Let's go on to the next one here. Move on and up to number eight. Nathan, where are we for number eight? 
Number eight, we have a rock and roll star. A rock and roll shark. That's right. You love him. I love him. <laughs> Jabberjaw. Oh, yeah. Rock and roll shark. He always reminded me a lot. I'm sure he's modeled in some somewhat after Curly from the Three Stooges. He had sort of a curly aspect to him, sort of. <laughs> yeah, no respect, no respect, <laughs> sort of a Rodney Dangerfield okay. part to him as well. If you're not familiar with Jabberjaw, Jabberjaw is part of the expanded Hanna-Barbera universe. Mm-hmm. He is a 15-foot-tall shark, uh, first aired in 1976 on ABC. Reruns wow. went for about two years. Uh, Jabberjaw. Like we said, 15-foot-tall shark. He's a great white. Okay. Great white shark. But he also, strangely enough, can breathe air. So this is okay. a shark. The future can, shark. Future shark can breathe air, <clears throat> can talk. He also is in a rock and roll band, the Neptunes. The Neptunes were some teenagers. Okay. Jabberjaw played the drums. Okay. But we had four teenagers. We had Biff, Shelly, Bubbles, and Clamhead. Old Clamhead. Old Clamhead. Okay. On, on the base. If I were any of them, I'd be Clamhead. For sure. I, I love love the name, love everything about it. But Grayson, let me ask you this. First and foremost, Jabberjaw. Now, you said at the beginning, 2004, you were in a band, correct? I was, yes. Now, you guys toured, <clears throat> made it all the way out to Texas, toured around several places. Yeah, went uh, all the way up to Virginia, all the way out to Texas. It was a really fun time, yeah. What would that experience have been different? What what would have changed if a 15-foot-tall shark was in your band? Uh, you know, it's hard to travel around as a band already because you're normally just using like a 15-passenger van. So you can fit your gear and yourselves all in there. I think if fitting a shark in there would have been difficult. You know, normally you're driving from town to town overnight to make it from one show to the next. So a lot of times we would brush our teeth, you know, with a bottle of water and then just spit it out outside somewhere. But a great white's got rosa teeth. Exactly. So I think that might have become a little bit of a difficult uh, situation there. And, uh, and yeah, the travel might have been tough for sure. But if you've got a shark as your drummer. I think, you know, I think it's worth the difficulties if you can get the shark in the band, you know. So you're pro shark. I'm pro shark. Pro shark, put him in the band. If you can, if they play an instrument, get him in there. And Jabberjaw, like we said, part of the Hanna-Barbera universe. Oh, yeah. Tons of shows he's appeared in. Uh, he's been in Scooby's, been featured in Johnny Bravo, even C-Lab 2021. Mm, F- mm-hmm. Funny show, Adult Swim, based off of C-Lab 2020, yeah. which was part of Hanna-Barbera. Growing up, what was and what is your favorite Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Man, a lot of uh, Hanna-Barbera, like honorable mentions out there, you know, love the Pirates of Dark Water. Um, but I got to say, if there's like one show that was mine from, from the uh, Hanna-Barbera universe, it is the SWAT Cats. I absolutely love the SWAT Cats. The intro got me into playing guitar. Uh, it just has such a fun intro to it. They, uh, there are two cats that fly jets and you know help uh, protect people and solve crimes and from giant wizards and dinosaurs and there's uh, robots it's crazy it's, but it's uh, all like cat people too. <laughs> they're all cats it's not just a wizard it's a cat wizard meow they're all it's a complete cat universe it's the weirdest show <laughs> and i can't imagine what that like pitch meeting must have been like to pitch that show but uh yeah big fan of that one what about you me i love the wacky racers oh yeah uh dick dastardly never won a single race <laughs> and, and it was always like his own fault like he'd get to the finish line 20 minutes before everybody set up booby traps, and he could have just won the race outright clean, but 
No, he's got to make everybody slip on 20 banana peels. <laughs> and his sidekick, Muttley. I love Muttley. Just the laugh. The <laughs> I love it. Works with a girl who laughs like that. I would harass her all the time. Gave her a Funko Pop of Muttley. And when I gave it to her, you know what she said? What? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Amazing. Amazing. Well, let's take a quick break from the list. And let's Ooh. check in on our let's check in on our Chick Fil A tendies today. Uh, now we this is the part of the show where we start rating the tendies. We're going to talk about just the quality of the meat, that quality of that delicious chicken tendy white meat. One to ten. What do you think? I'm going a solid hard seven. Uh, the yeah. meat the meat is good and juicy. Mm-hmm. I feel like this may be the uh, standard bear for fast food chicken. Completely agree. This is the this is if you're like, I've got to get a chicken tendy, I'm on the go, you need like a quality, good tendy that you can just grab, Chick-fil-A, 100%. Solid seven, completely agree. Now, Grayson, we were talking about this earlier when we were having our tendies, but most chicken tendies kind of have that fat end that leads down to the pointed tipped end. Yeah. Now, what are, what do you go for first when you're biting into a Chick-fil-A tendy? Are you, are you big meat or big tip? I'm the big tip, man. Big tip. I, you know, I always love to dip it in some ketchup or maybe a Chick Fil A, some Chick Fil A sauce, whatever you might be into out there. But I'm a ketchup guy normally, and just dipping it in with the tip end is where I'm at. What about you? You scoop the sauce. Oh yeah, scoop it up, get a big bite. I like going for the fatter end because there's all the little crunchies, the breading oh, yeah. and everything. The cracklings, if you will. The little crackling. I mm. like getting into <clears throat> the meat of it, that juicy meat, but adding that extra crisp crunch to it because. Mm. It's all about the crunch to me. All the crunch. Leaving that last little tip there of the crunch as a nice breaded end. So solid seven, I think. Absolutely. Well-earned Chick-fil-A. Let's dive back in the grease and get on up the list here and take a look at number seven. Number seven, Austin Powers, sharks with lasers on their head. Sharks with frickin' laser beams. I love it. The reason they have lasers is because I think every animal deserves a hot meal. (laughs) (laughs) So now, does he successfully ever get sharks with laser beams on their heads? I know this is a goal of his in the films. 